0: Flashlight? Check. Two-belt? Check. Attitude? Check. He's going in. Joe suture <clears throat> The Democratic Party's left-wing insurgency, this is being reported by the Washington Post, found its limits last night. Also, with voters favoring establishment candidates over more liberal challengers in almost every closely watched race across several states, in Michigan, former state senator Gretchen Whitmer easily won the Democratic nomination for governor over Abdul El-Sayed, a doctor backed by Bernie Sanders. Hmm. Uh, he was vying to become the country's first Muslim governor. In suburban House districts across Maryland, left-wing candidates lost to Democrats backed by party leaders. Uh, abortion rights groups and labor unions and in st louis where party giant slayer alexandria ocasio cortez traveled to help another young insurgent progressive mysterian fruitcake topple an incumbent representative william lacy clay cruise to an easy primary win over challenger cory bush so uh cortez was uh, was no help Six weeks after uh, Ocasio-Cortez stunned Representative Joe Crowley in New York, signs of a Tea Party-like movement in the Democratic Party would, that would throw winnable races to far-left candidates appear to be fading. Instead, the party's establishment has embraced ideas like expanding Affordable Care Act, shrinking the space between its leaders and its disruptors. And in other words, centrist Democrats held on to being, they're trying to hold on to the, the center. Right. Right. And Cortez was of no help to them. In Ohio, uh, the special election in Ohio's 12th district was deemed too close to call last night in part because of the Green Party candidate, Joe Manchick, who picked up uh, 1,127 votes while Republican Troy Balderson and Democrat Danny O'Connor were neck and neck, separated by just 1,766 votes. Balderson ran with the support of Trump. O'Connor promised to expand health care coverage in Ohio, and Manchik described himself as a descendant of aliens. He said he was born uh, on a, a distant planet, and he uh, still got some votes, huh? Got one thousand one hundred twenty-seven votes. <laughs> Did not know how to steer people to his own website because he forgot, and, and uh, he was so big. And because of him uh, taking uh, one thousand one hundred twenty-seven votes from the Democrat Danny O'Connor. Uh, Balderson uh, has
1: a good chance to 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 win that. Uh, wow, do you think that speaks for the country?
0: I think it speaks well that the likes of Ocasio Cortez are being found out to be not very bright. Mm-hmm. Uh, promising things. I thought of this on the Garage Logic Service Road of Life today. I'm reading a book called, uh, I've mentioned it before, it's on our website under Author's Corner. I'm almost done with it. It's called Hillbilly Elegy. Uh, I missed it. it it's by J.D. Vance. Uh, it was a bestseller in 2016. I, I missed it. It's only been recently recommended to me. Okay. And and it's the story of uh, the family this J.D. Vance grew up in. He's only in his 30s and improbably, improbably is now a lawyer okay. after serving in the Marines. And He grew up in Jackson, Kentucky, in the holler, not hollow, it's pronounced holler, in the holler. And his his upbringing was so extraordinarily disruptive. He he would live in house to his mother would just hook up with various men and uh, he never even knew who his father was until later in life and he began to rely on his grandmother and grandfather. Ma ma and papa. M A M A W for grandma. And P-A-P-A-W for grandfather. Mama and Papa. Mama and Papa left Jackson on what is widely known down there to be the hillbilly highway. The, the hillbillies, the so-called hillbillies, yeah. who left Kentucky and sought a better existence in Ohio. And, and Mama and Papa went to Middletown, Ohio, north of Cincinnati. Okay. And Papa got a good job in a steel mill.
1: He's got a good job.
0: And they they carved out a life, but it was riotous and full of drinking and fighting. And and Vance came to reflect on his upbringing. And it's an astonishing book for it's another reason you could say this is why Trump got elected. Vance writes about people we never think about. People who have no activist groups, people who, who get no media attention, and that is a great, great white underclass that share the same problems that blacks have faced for years, but they're never they're never acknowledged. They're never they're never really and they voted pretty much loyally, democratic all their life, this white underclass. Hmm. Only to only to be realizing that that's gotten them nowhere. Which the, is what you've talked about. You've talked about this. <laughs> it's gotten them nowhere. To the point now where they, many of this so-called white underclass cast their votes for Trump. This would be particularly true in Ohio, where the, the hillbilly highway leads from Kentucky to the towns in Ohio. And uh, I, I can't emphasize enough that According to Vance, and this is a nonfiction book written very well. It's footnoted. uh, I can't emphasize enough that in the family of J.D. Vance, for example, the hillbilly ethic was we're dirt poor and we know it, Mm -hmm. but we don't want a handout. And they, they awakened one day. Great segments of the of the white underclass in this country awakened one day and said, "Well, wait a minute, we're we're paying taxes, and those taxes uh, are helping to increase a welfare state which we want no part of." Right, but that's what we keep seeing, and that's what we've kept voting for. And we're changing our voting patterns. We're changing our voting patterns. And uh, I'm not suggesting, by the way, that they all voted for Trump, but. But it, it's, a, it's a window into the appeal that Trump has had with certain segments of a so-called white underclass. Hmm. Your country's been taking from you. Uh, we're going to make America great again. You've been, you've been royally screwed. You haven't been paid attention to. You've been mocked. You've been ridiculed. Uh, and, and he's an unlikely savior. I, I'm the first to admit that. He's an unlikely rescuer <laughs> of, 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 this, of this crowd. But it it didn't work in Ohio last night. And see, the left wanted to take their, they took, they're taking for granted their grasp on this segment of the population. To the point where they're doubling down and they're making people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, their new hero. She went all over the country on tours. She was the rising star. She's a moron. She can't answer how to pay for these things. And she's got an economics degree, mm-hmm. I think from Boston University. If I was at Boston University, I'd pay her to shut up. <laughs> and and, and so, so, so the left, so the Democrats doubled down by going way farther left than any hillbilly would ever accept, or any member of the white underclass sharing the same problems as blacks have, have They share the identical problems growing up, uh, struggling to get educations. Struggling to stay employed, and and Vance watches the deterioration of of, of his people, of his people, hmm. uh, some of whom made it, some of whom didn't, and it's a uh, it's it's a fascinating look at a segment of the population. There there is foreign to us. I would I'm going to venture this: the white underclass, particularly coming out of the hills, literally out of the hollers in the hills. In Appalachia, the West Virginia, Kentucky, they're as foreign to us as as Afghans were when Afghanistan first got in the news. We never pay attention to the to this. I didn't know there was a highway that was literally called the Hillbilly Highway. No, I didn't. Either. Well, it's not it's not on the road signs, but I mean, it's known to the people <laughs> as the Hillbilly Highway. What's the name of the book? Hillbilly Elegy. E l e g y.
1: E l e g y.
2: Or you could just go to the author's corner page at 1500 ESPN.com. Yeah, ESPN. it's on com. the author's
0: corner page. J.D. Vance. And, uh, boy, I tell you, it's a, he, he describes a really, really tough life that's as tough as any life that is often described uh, by black writers who <clears throat> have told us of their travails. And we have we never bothered to stop to think, well, this is also happening to, to white people. People who, uh, who not only have never told us their travails, we've never heard about them, we've hmm. never given a conscious thought, and Ohio's full of them. So it was ironic that, that the uh, that the Bernie Sanders crowd think they could go into Ohio, and steal these seats from Republicans. It's pretty arrogant, isn't it? Because they they I don't think they have Alex Alexandria Octavio Ocasio. Ocasio. Has no bleeping clue about what I just said. Not a clue.
1: Uh, but her way's gonna her way's gonna work compared to the people
0: in the holler in the holler in the holler. She was raised in splendor compared to the people in the holler. Right, and, and uh, the people in the holler uh, they wouldn't go for socialism. They they were progressivism or the mystery or whatever whatever you want to call it uh, in Kansas. Uh 3rd Congressional District, Brent Welder, a Sanders-backed labor lawyer who was viewed as the most liberal candidate in the race, was beat by attorney Sharice Davids, who uh whose win Tuesday night makes her the state's first gay and Native American congressional nominee. So um, a gay and Native American congressional nominee beat a Sanders back socialist. So maybe the
1: maybe that's, that's this rejection. is this is
0: all ray of hope stuff. Right. I'll take a gay Native American attorney over a socialist if the gay Native American attorney is not a socialist.
1: I think I understood that. I think I got it. Way to stand up for America.
3: Tim? It's actually Tom, Joe. Tom, I'm sorry. I didn't see the no. screen. Okay. So I was actually born in West Virginia. My really? dad was raised there. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, we would literally visit my grandma who lived in a house in the holler. In the as holler. As they called it. Yep. And my dad got out relatively early, so he was probably the only sibling in his family that escaped without dying from the fumes from the Union carbide plant, coal mines, et Yep. yep. And what you've just described is perfect. Mm-hmm. It's people who are basically throwing a Hail Mary pass in the form of Trump yep. to save the way of life that they know. Yes, and the way of life they know and want is their own individual liberty and responsibility. Exactly. And, you know, Joe, just you're aware people don't get it. But I'm remembering of, remembering Hillary on the campaign trail saying that a lot of coal miners were going to lose their jobs. Mm-hmm. And I also watched a Dave Chappelle comedy show recently where he made some pretty scathing comments toward ignorant coal miners. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he's bathed in 100,000 watts of electric lights and has no idea where the power comes from. <laughs> so it just goes to show you, Joe, that they just can't link. No. That, well, thank well, you. Maybe
0: maybe ultimately to our benefit they will not be able to link. I sure hope so, Joe. All right, Good thank much. you. Thank you. We'll uh... Way to stand up for
3: American Values.
2: Joe My
3: granddaddy was a miner, but a finalist saw the light. He didn't have much, just a beat-up truck and a dream about a better life. Grandmama cried when she waited for a night. Hang on, Johnny, how you turn me and out of dirt, this? such a lonesome sound. Pretty soon the dirt road turned into blacktop Detroit city barns. There they go. Found that cage.
0: also went to Detroit. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! Thank you, Johnny. Uh, Steve Earle Oh, Steve Earl. All right. Now, well, get this. Jeff writes me, Joe. According to Amazon, "Hillbilly Elegy" will become a movie directed by Ron Howard. Really? Well, I will be paying close attention to who plays Mama M A M A W oh, Grandma, Papa. She is the most foul-mouthed. Really? Hilarious. Okay, who could we, Roseanne? Contentious, cantankerous woman. Oh, Jesus. Cantankerous <laughs> woman you'll, <laughs> oh. ever, uh, you'll no. ever come across.
2: Um, she got the mouth of the worst sailor that's ever lived. The gal, Mike and Molly. Why can't I think of her name? The actress. Well, she's going to have to be old and thin. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: oh. No, I know who. I know who. The one, um, uh, she's English. She's uh, elegant, and she's kind of...
2: No, she, Oh no, Jane Lynch
1: Mama
0: carries a 44 Magnum And she'd just shoot your ass soon Look at you <laughs> The Marine recruiter came to their house <laughs> Yeah, and on, and on one day Mama didn't want to lose the kid to the Marines The next day of course she was terribly proud of him Thought he'd be the best Marine ever she, She's all over the map But the Marine recruiter comes to the house And she says you step one foot on this porch I'm going to shoot your ass And she pulls out the gun So she has a conversation with the recruiter in the front yard. Nice. (laughs) So that, who would play her, is another great uh, uh, mystery. And uh, Jordy notes, uh, the subject is dissected thoroughly by Thomas Sowell in his book, Black Rednecks and White Liberals. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. So... uh, Socialist Democrats Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Senator Bernie Sanders tried to extend the progressive takeover of the Democratic Party in Tuesday's primary elections, but their hopes were dashed. That's good.
1: Yeah, they're, they're being rejected.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what the hopes dashed means. Yeah. Right? yeah. Boom. Uh, Democrats also lost the pivotal special election in Ohio, uh, but it's razor thin. That's not done yet. So... Uh, so what has happened is centrist democrats are, are 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 urgently trying to reclaim their party they're they're trying not to let it fall into the hands of uh ocasio-cortez and sanders and uh, they appear to have been uh, somewhat successful
1: well that's one of the theories that on the on the pushback is that they're trying to go one way and everybody's gonna go we don't want that that's not working maybe eyelids are being uh, eyebrows are being raised am I supposed to take that Chris
0: huh
2: Pat yep yeah. you're on the air um I got a uh I got an actress for mema mama whatever her name is all right it's the actress that plays the grandma on Young Sheldon. Her last name is Potts. I can't remember her first name.
0: I'm unfamiliar with Young Sheldon.
1: Well, have the boys look it up.
0: All right, thank you. I'll know Mama when I see her. Okay, because re- I'm reading the book. So it's let's not play that game. Helen Mirren. No, let, that's silly. No, uh,
1: I'll know Mama when I see her. And it ain't. You can't react like that. You can't react like, can't react like yeah, that. Yeah, I can't. It ain't Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren is sexy and very naughty. But Mama is not. It's I don't not. know if she has the foul mouth or not. But.
0: Jilted Jamie Simmons, 29, left a trail of cheese crumbs when he stole a block of red lycer from the Cardiff home. What no. What is this? Is this page two? A bungling burglar who targeted the home of his ex-girlfriend's mother... In a revenge attack, was caught after his DNA was found on a block of cheese. Come on, uh huh. Jilted Jamie Simmons, 29, left a trail of cheese crumbs when he stole a block of red Leicester from the Cardiff home. The city's Crown Court heard victim Lynn Patterson awoke to find broken glass and cheese on the floor. <laughs> Prosecutor Rachel Knight described the raid as a revenge attack because Simmons was not getting the attention he wanted from his former girlfriend, Molly Patterson. So he stole the cheese, and they got his DNA from the cheese, and that's how he got caught. And Downing wanted me to tell you that it's a food-based stupid criminal story.
1: Everything goes back to food. It everything,
0: really does. Everything that was, Wasn't that the theme of uh, the Clinton Deal once. Uh, that was a food-based presidency, food-based is what presidency you used to say, early? yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sure. We'll be back shortly, but now thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does, knows that better than Federated. Nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vail from the Wall Street Journal in Your Money Now.
4: All right, the actress, the gentleman caller was referring to as Annie Potts. I, I'm unaware. But the woman you want uh, playing mama is Cloris Leachman.
0: Well, in physical
4: description she's perfect you get you get her 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 out there you get her out there with a shotgun i'm not coming on the lawn all right uh mixed results today in the stock market we are looking at uh, the major indexes actually drawing back to the flat line as we get closer to the end of the session the dow jones industrial average is down 15 points the nasdaq composite is up 12 and the s&p 500 is up just two points it's a good time to be a commercial pilot airlines are boosting salaries and setting up training centers to combat what is projected to be one of the biggest ever pilot shortfalls. Boeing has estimated that airlines around the world will need to recruit 635,000 pilots over the next two decades to fly the record number of planes being built and to replace the thousands of other pilots expected to retire during that period. Some smaller airlines in the U.S. already have had to scrap flights because they lack staff. Twitter will not join other tech and social media companies in banning conspiracy theorist Alex Jones from their platforms. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey said Mr. Jones has not violated the company's policy, which bans bullying or threatening behavior, but not posts that are merely offensive to many people. Dorsey said Twitter doesn't take a political viewpoint and shouldn't succumb and simply react to outside pressure. I'm Bruce Vail with your Money Now on 1500 ESPN.
1: All right. Thank you very much, Brucey. Hey, here we go. Let's go. It's the last Majors Fantasy Golf Challenge round of the year. So log in right now and... Commencing Garage logic segment
3: number eight. Here's John Height.
5: Thank you, Joe. It's sunny and 88 degrees. This update brought to you by MetaFast. Twins Indians again tonight in Cleveland. Jay Rizzi pitches for the Twins. Mike Clevenger pitches for the shut, shut the TV off.
2: Seriously, what? Rook. What? what? You are so distracted by the sumo wrestling.
1: He, it's only when the skinny guys uh, come
5: out. by it. skinny sumo wrestlers. It's only when
1: the skinny guys come out.
5: And I only watch it during the breaks. Uh Uh-huh. Lynx break that three-game losing streak last night with a 21-point win over Chicago. They'll travel out to Nevada on Thursday uh, to play the Aces out in Las Vegas. Uh, One other sort of basketball note, uh, Harlem Globetrotters star Bull Bullard has made a trick basketball shot from an airplane. No way. Holy mackerel. Sitting behind the pilot in a two-person Super Cub, Bullard leaned out the doorless plane and dropped a shot at a hoop set up on a landing strip at the Woodbine Airport in New Jersey as they flew over at about 70 miles an hour. For Are you sh- buying it?
0: Well, well it's, uh, there's
5: tape of it. There's, there's How there's, many kind of, times did it take? Uh, that's a good question. I, did, I didn't, uh, I didn't, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe first, that was first try. Probably
1: the first. Remember when you used to know the names of the um, Harlem mm-hmm. Globetrotters yeah. like Meadowlark
5: and sure. Curly? Yeah. No, you don't. Oh. Yeah. I did go see them a few years back. Though. It was still very entertaining. I saw them when I was a kid. Yeah. Were they playing the generals and they beat them? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Throwing you know, buckets of paper. <laughs> and water and paper. <laughs> they still do all of those yeah. same tricks, actually. Well, you get a new crowd every year. News notes from today. Multiple sources telling our TV affiliate 5 Eyewitness News the encounter between 43-year-old William Hughes and two St. Paul police officers started and ended quickly after Hughes threatened both officers. The two officers, Vincent Adams and Matthew Jones, responding to reports of a man firing a weapon inside a home early Sunday morning. Bureau of Criminal Apprehension said the officers entered the enclosed porch area of the home and knocked on one of two doors and Hughes emerged Sources told Five Eyewitness News the officers heard Hughes issue a verbal threat toward them, was holding a handgun, and started raising the gun toward the officers. That's when the officers fired their weapons, striking Hughes. He was pronounced dead at the scene. On Tuesday, St. Paul Police Chief Todd Axel said a release of the police body cam video will happen within the next 10 days. Think
1: about that. When you when you voice the uh, the uh, the actions or how it played out, You can slow yourself down. When you're playing it in real life, it's Mm split-second.
5: A trailblazer for women's rights in Minneapolis and beyond has died at the age of 92. Arvon Frazier's lengthy resume includes a post at the University of Minnesota's Humphrey School of Public Affairs, co-founder of the school's Center on Women, Gender, and Public Policy, and director of the International Women's Rights Action Watch. Frazier's son, Tom Frazier, told the Star Tribune his mom died Tuesday at the family's retreat along the St. Croix River. Frazier was the wife of U.S. Representative Don Frazier, who was also a state senator and mayor of Minneapolis. Tom says his ma- uh, mom ran all of his father's campaigns. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry says Yvonne Frazier was consistently ahead of the curve and an advocate for international human rights, a feminist, and an urbanist. President Trump's lawyers rejecting the special— She was an urbanist. I wonder why she had a retreat on the St. Croix. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> President Trump's lawyers rejected the special counsel's latest terms for an interview in the Russian investigation, countering today with an offer that suggested a narrower path for answering questions. Not that I would her that, by the no, way. Right. No, fantastic. No. Uh, Jay Sekulow, one of President Trump's personal lawyers, confirmed a response was sent, but he wouldn't say what was in it. The president's lead lawyer in the case, Rudy Giuliani, noted the documents the White House has already provided and said, we're restating what we've been saying for months. It's time for the Office of Special Counsel to conclude its inquiry without further delay. The father of a missing three-year-old boy who was arrested at a New Mexico compound last week was training children to commit school shootings, according to oh, court what? documents. Well, you got to learn something during the summer. You can't waste your time. And according to court documents filed today, prosecutors say 39-year-old Siraj Ibn Wahaj was conducting weapons training on the compound. Oh, that's just wonderful. Where 11 children were found hungry and living in squalor. They asked that Wahaj be held without bail. Authorities raided the compound on Friday after a months-long search investigating the disappearance of Abdul Wahaj, a boy with severe medical issues who went missing from Georgia in December. On Monday of this week, a child's remains were found on the property, but authorities are working on a positive identification. Five adults arrested on the property Friday all face child abuse charges. The makeshift compound located near the Colorado border was found shielded by old tires, wooden pallets, and a wall studded with broken glass. When authorities got there, Wahaj was heavily armed with an AR-15, five loaded 30-round magazines, four loaded pistols, and all according to House County Sheriff Jerry Hogreff. The sheriff said the kids, ages 1 to 15, looked like third-world country refugees, oh, not only with no food or fresh water, but with no shoes, personal hygiene, and basically dirty rags.
2: For so were all of the kids abducted in the near the area, Johnny, do we know? No. Okay. No. Oh, no. my
5: God. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't think abduction actually is part of the... Uh, the thing. I think All it was right. more like a wow. compound. New research suggests more isn't always better when it comes to sleep. A study published in the Journal of the American Heart Association found people who slept 10 hours a night were 30% more likely to die prematurely than those who slept for 8 hours. Oh boy. The risk for death from stroke and cardiovascular disease also increased. The paper looked at 74 studies involving 3.3 3 million people, uh, but they say they cannot settle the question of cause and effect. Well... Last week, it was if you don't get enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Authors of the study say socioeconomic factors like unemployment could also play a role in people's sleep habits and health. So the study, in their words, leaves a lot of questions they still have to answer. A woman accused of stealing a car in Florida had more than just the cops pursuing her. When she got out of the vehicle to flee the scene on foot, she found herself in a pasture in Seminole County where a herd of cows started chasing her. <laughs> Real footage from the Seminole County Sheriff's Office helicopter showed the driver of a stolen SUV crash into a stop sign, then get out and start running. Passenger got out, ran into another pasture while the second person stayed in the vehicle and was later arrested. The driver, identified as Jamie Young, ditched the car but couldn't ditch the cops. They were watching every move from the helicopter, including her romp around a field with about 20 cows pursuing her. <laughs> The a little badge and a
1: little holster. On <laughs> oh,
5: it's not a real good idea to run into the pasture. <laughs> <laughs> the chopper pilot tells police officers pursuing her, actually, quote, a large group of cows now is following her, so we have a good visual. As the pilot tracked the woman and cows, he radioed. Looks like they might attack her. Keep going southeast. She's pretty far into the field now. If you see the large group of cows, they are following her and chasing her. The aerial footage shows the cattle in hot pursuit, as the investigators took matters into their own hooves. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Thank you. Please. Yeah, no, I didn't write that one. It I know was you did yeah. uh, There's another one in here that I had to change. So. Right. At one point, a cow gets so close to young, it looks like it might, uh, well, run into her, but then it backs off. The animals hurt her across the field where she appears to jump over a fence to try and escape them. Eventually, officers caught her, and according to the story, and I changed this, they put her under arrest.
2: Uh-huh.
5: But I... I, I'll well, say well, I'll say,
4: say under. Uder, or, oh, I
2: get it. Utter, utter. Utter arrest. Yeah, Are you kidding me? <laughs> utter, you are utter arrest. <laughs> Utterly ridiculous.
3: story.
0: <laughs> Downing has a good note. Uh, yeah. uh, apropos your hillbilly elegy comments. Ever notice how the elite mock traditional country music, which tells of lives full of heartbreak, bad jobs, drinking, and poverty, yet they celebrate misogynistic, cop-hating, crime-celebrating rap music, saying that it speaks to the real suffering of inhabitants of the inner city? Where the hell did they think songs like Take This Job and Shove It or Mama Tried came from? Mm-hmm. Very good point. Isn't yeah, it? Very completely. Good point. Is our weatherman available? Right when we come back. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe
6: Sugeray. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're at 88, heading for a high today of 90, and it's starting to feel a little bit on the sticky side. Dew points are in the mid 60s. Tonight's low is going to be mild, 68. Part of the cloudy skies expected tonight. Any thunderstorms that develop this evening will probably be well to our northeast up in northern Wisconsin, if they develop at all. Sunshine, still warm and humid tomorrow, 87. Mostly clear and comfortable tomorrow night, down to 67, then 86 on Friday. Partly cloudy skies through the weekend, highs in the upper 80s, close to 90 Saturday and Sunday. Around 90 on Monday, some nighttime thunderstorms uh, developed by Monday night, and that could cool us down a little bit for Tuesday uh, and Wednesday. Highs then low to mid-80s, so we are going to cool down a little bit toward the middle of next week, but not much. 88 right now, Joe, and I have the records for the day. August 8. And there are three years for this one. All right. Ninety-six. Ninety-six. In 1894. 1894. 1914. 1914. And 2010. 2010. 47. 47. In 1888.
0: In 1888. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. I'm looking at a picture of Molly McQueen, the granddaughter of actor Steve McQueen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ford Motor Company brought her to the uh, North American International Auto Show in January. yes. And she was on hand to introduce the 2018 Ford Mustang Bullet. Uh, the Ford Mustang, an icon, an iconic American brand and symbol of cool, will reach a major milestone today. The 10 millionth vehicle is being wow. built today. The car is celebrated in American song and film and recognized the world over as an iconic. Whoever wrote this used iconic, all <laughs> the uh, American cultural export. Uh, it will get a big party at Ford's Michigan headquarters. It's a turning point for the carmaker, which is banking on Mustang's wide appeal to help it grow globally. U.S. sales of Mustangs are dropping, but they are accelerating overseas in China and Germany. It's the world's uh, best-selling sports car right now.
1: What do you think of the the current Mustang? I'm going to get to that. Oh, okay. To celebrate the Mustang.
0: The Mustang milestone Ford is appealing to the sense of nostalgia for what is seen as the original freedom vehicle that exemplified America's love of the open road. Uh, After all, the car was named after a horse that roams free in the American West. I can think of no other American car that captures the love affair with the automobile that Americans have had, like the Mustang automotive historian John Heitman of the University of Dayton told Agency French Press. It is it is." as American as one can have an American product. Uh, From a technical standpoint, the original 1965 Mustang was not meant as a muscle car intended, but intended to attract those who gravitate to fast wheels. It was in fact, one of the so-called pony cars, a smaller affordable practical sibling of flashy sports cars intended to appeal to young professionals, including women. But the Mustang became... Look at this. Not again. Yeah. Come on. But the Mustang became an icon almost from the start in no small part thanks to the marketing that would rival a modern-day iPhone launch. It debuted in the spring at the 1964 New York's World's, New York World's Fair, far before other companies announced their latest offerings in the fall. It was hyped up in advance, and automotive industry journalists were on hand. Uh, automotive historian... Bob Merlis, uh, at the time a teenager, witnessed the World's Fair launch. It was pandemonium. People were excited about this car, Merlis said. It was sort of a counterpoint to the very square staid station wagon ethos that Americans grew up with in the suburbs. It represented some kind of freedom vehicle. It embodied that. Wilson Pickett immortalized the car in Mustang, and they write it, Mustang and Sally. No, it was just called Mustang Sally. Uh, two years later, the American film star Steve McQueen drove a Mustang in the thriller Bullet. Uh, boy, did he ever. That's still one of my great, favorite scenes uh, in movies. Uh, Ford has been playing up that nostalgic past. At this year's Detroit Auto Show, the company unveiled a new limited edition Bullet Mustang along with McQueen's restored original. There's no and in there, is oh, there? No. <laughs> oh. you
1: slow your Mustang. You here? All right, ask me what I think about the car. I do want to know, what What do you think about the current Mustang, the 2018 or 19? I remember
0: when I'm, my best friend, my best friend's older brother brought home a 1964 and a half dark green Mustang convertible. Okay. So it had to be in the summer of 64. And I was I was taken aback. I was mesmerized by it. Okay. Uh I loved it. I thought it was really cool. But- uh, I had one I had my own new Mustang in 1971. But at, at, that was at the height of maybe Detroit having a few issues. Okay. Because I I would use uh Sports Illustrated subscription cards to wedge into the steering column to stop it from rattling.
1: <laughs> no, that not so. Okay, so it, so the Mustang kind of fell off. In no, it's always
0: held its popularity. I think. Okay, but I I think I think in seventy one you might have been going through a period of quality control issues that certainly have been rectified. Okay. by all automakers. Mm-hmm. The current one, I struggle with it because uh, I, I struggle the with the... I, well, I struggle with the Camaro with the with the Mustang. With the
2: with the Dodge products. Uh, oh, speaking of that, mm-hmm. the video I posted today. Oh, you did tell people. Uh, you're gonna have to help me with the make. It's it's a Dodge Helk uh, okay. Hyper. Oh crying out loud. I wish you look it up. But the engine, the the noise that this vehicle makes. It's not a Hellcat, it's the newer more obscene version of the Hellcat. Hennessy, Hennessy. Yeah, whatever. It's really cool. Is it on Garage Logic? Yeah, it's on the GL page. It's really cool. I
0: just think the current version of the pony cars are just fat horses. They've gotten too bulky. They're too high waisted. Dodge
1: Demon Hennessy.
0: They're too uh they're too bloated. They're too big. For my for my taste. I have just become a big fan of smaller cars.
1: Doesn't that sound cool
0: though? It does. You look at a nineteen sixty five Mustang, and it wasn't that much different in size than say a nineteen sixty five MGB or it was a little bigger, mm-hmm. but not much. I mean I have a I have a nineteen seventy six Triumph Tier Six. You got a good one by the way. And, and if you put a Mustang next to it, the Mustang's almost twice as big. It's mm. it. They've just become enormous, in terms of width, and and uh, they're they're high They're like a they're like a guy but with his for, pants pulled up to his breast. For breasts. what
1: reason though? Too well, I suppose
0: safety concerns and mm. and whatever's been mandated by the government. And they're, they're undeniably attractive and uh, you know full of all the technology and everything. But they're 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 big. They're just big. They're well, big cars. The whole Ford
1: uh, line, are the Camaros. Yeah, yeah, I bought a uh, a '96 Taurus, a red Taurus, <laughs> from a guy from the same family. I bought the uh, the Volkswagen Passat from. Yeah, and the Taurus, although a little bit bigger than maybe an MG or Triumph, the the handling there was some uh, there was some handling issues too. I wish I would have had those. Um, those the Taurus magazines. was
0: uh, <laughs> was never intended to be anything like the Mustang.
1: Uh, we beat her like a rented mule. my family. We took her to, uh, we took her to the farm and ran her in the pasture. That didn't last you long, did it? Uh, you know, it was. Well, you know, it's, it's it was. Uh, we had some tranny problems. Newgate was happy to get that one. All right, fix the tranny on that. Sure.
0: Rewarded.
3: questions that
6: don't have a thing to do with my qualifications for this job you know what you got spunk <laughs> well
4: i hate spunk <laughs> I tell you what i'll try you out for a couple of weeks see if it works out oh. if i don't like you i'll fire you right, right. If you don't like me
1: i'll fire you <laughs>
0: What Mustang. car did she drive into Minneapolis in the opening credits?
1: Boom. Stanger.
0: Mustang. Yep.
1: hmm Where was she when and she And they, the
0: former offsite correspondent said, did Kelsey tell you that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Uh, now, my, that's, when, uh, that's when the newspaper and the newsrooms were old school. I'll say.
0: Yeah. I'll say. Say Myron Metcalf uh, will be coming in for Patrick for the ride, right? And, yes, uh, Hugh. This is my last mayoral Wednesday. 1500 ESPN. You, you are a weenie. KSTP. You are a St. Paul, Minneapolis. You, it's warm.